0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Norman Burns is a filmmaker. Though he's won an Emmy for producing Live from the Met and directed several PBS specials, Norman considers himself more a generalist than a specialist. An early indie filmmaker, back when indie was a new term, He's handled almost every job on a film set, as did almost everyone else from that era, from writer to actor, from director to producer, from gaffer to grip to prop man and almost everything in between, to production manager, and finally, as director. Norman is currently the moderator of Yahoo's Film Budgeting Group and LinkedIn's Film and Television Professionals, which is about to surpass 200,000 members, making it one of the largest groups on LinkedIn. He also owns the website realbroke.com, which provides a wide array of files and forms for the industry. Norman has just returned from Las Vegas, covering NAB, for Broadcast Beat as a reporter, still photographer, and social media guru, and he immediately returned to producing John Asher's amazing novel, A Dignified Exit, set to film in Mexico and Austin, Texas. And Carol, I understand that you've known Norman for many years, right?
0: Yes, I have, Claire. We're old friends. And Norman, after listening to that bio, you must work 18 hours a day. How do you find the time to do all these things?
2: Like you, Carol, I've had a few years at it, so um, it it adds up. But I'm happiest when I'm working. I really get grumpy when I'm sitting around and have nothing to do. (laughs) With these things going on,
0: you would never be in that place. I think this is wonderful. But let's just get into groups, because there seems to be a lot of misunderstanding about why to join a group. So I'd like to start with a broad question. Why should people join online groups?
2: Um, Why do people go to the town square and hang out for the evening? Uh, You do it because that's where the people are. That's where you can hear voices other than your own or other than whatever echo chamber you have around you. Um, Groups are great places to, to share information that you have or to pick up information that other people have.
0: So listening to well, uh yes, listening to other people and the experiences that they've had, and I find uh, groups good for uh, just questions on: Have do you know someone who does this, or who could you recommend? Does that does do your groups ask those questions? How who could you recommend for a director, producer, something like that?
2: Uh, a- absolutely. It's uh, where else can you ask if you want to find out from filmmakers where do you find a whatever, anything from a prop to a location to a producer. Uh, those are the people you would ask. And if you sell it well enough, if you present the information well enough, you'll get a good answer.
0: Well, you must be doing something right because just a few months ago your membership was at 130000 and it's at 200000 now. So Tell tell us what's so special about this group that everybody is racing to join it.
2: Um, When you get into a large group, um, the basic of almost every group online is that people are silent. Um, No matter how many members you have, there seems to be, from everyone I've talked to, a core of maybe 100, 150 people who respond who will answer other people, who will post questions, who will make comments. The rest of them are silent. And in this upper echelon of groups, and there are many groups that are, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight times larger than mine, they have exactly the same problem. hundred people carry the conversation, and the rest just listen in. And uh, I found if you nudge them too much, they actually get annoyed. They just want to listen. So... (laughs)
0: Excellent. Well, my goodness you're saying other groups sometimes are six times larger
2: there are there are a few I believe there are computer groups uh, that are the largest uh, on LinkedIn uh, but there's also a massive film group uh, that has uh, I think close to a million members
0: wow this is wonderful well um now, let us let me ask you, um, how can people get the most out of their
2: membership? Ah, that's a good question, actually. Um, the best – right, we, we have this uh, uh, town square, the group. If you rush into the town square and you say, I'm here, I'm here, look at me, people will wander away. You have given them nothing other than your insecurity, your need to be observed. The easiest thing people can do in groups is share knowledge. Um, come off as the smartest person in the room. I mean, not smart aleck, I mean the wisest person in the room. Share something that you've learned. Um, if you want people to look at film, and that's it's it's a, a horrible, almost, 10 times a day occurrence hey look at my film no other information no resource nothing no budget no explanation if you want to be noticed if you want to utilize the group explain what you did say look we had to go to this location I had to buy special boots we climbed a mountain we used this camera and here's why well then if you tell me what the camera is and tell me what the lenses are and tell me how difficult it was to film in this location for whatever reason, then I'm interested. I want to go look at the film. Just, hey, look at it. doesn't work well. So if you're a good person, if you're free with information, if you give before you ask to get, you will get a good response.
0: Well, I would think so, and I'd like to know what the budget is because sometimes you could look at at, uh, a short or a trailer even, and and look at the budget and say, wow, they did a fantastic job. How'd they do it on so little money? Uh, or it could be the reverse. But to me, the budget always fits in with the information that you
2: should know when you're watching a film, for sure. It, it, it's the best question of all. How'd you do it? What, wow. Um, I can't especially at the low budgets, um, the films can be rough. They may not be the finest example of cinema in our century, but if you understand they had a budget of $9,000 and they shot for 11 weeks and have all these gorgeous locations and it's beautiful, well, then you're inclined to say, wait a minute, they, they know something I don't know. I can't make a film for that low, that, that low amount of money. So then I want to hear how they did that.
0: Exactly, exactly. That is what we're looking for. What's what's so special, and what's the story? Uh, I'm into that most importantly, especially when we look through things for our film grant.
2: What's the story? We have a lot of people in our group who are uh, who work closely with story, who teach writing, um, who talk about the and antagonists, all the pieces that make up a good story. And they're really, some are incredibly generous, some have workshops, but um, as most people know, uh, if you want to get people into your workshop, you, you have to set out a lot of breadcrumbs to attract them. And as they come in picking up all these breadcrumbs of wisdom you've laid out, they will eventually come through the door. It takes some effort. Right,
0: that's exactly, well, that's a wonderful way to market themselves um, because they are doing a service to get that information free. Uh, uh, and at the same time, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a sort of a subtle way of marketing, but it's a helpful and respected way. So that's acceptable,
2: right? Absolutely, absolutely. Carol, If if, if I came to you and you don't know me, and I say, Look, look, I made a film, hire me, hire me. So, well, <laughs> who, who are you? What are you talking about? If, if you come to me and you say, I made a film for $20,000, I had these people in the cast, we shot for these days, and I used this special crane that I had my grips build, well, all of a sudden I really am interested. I really want to know. And uh, the, the people who say, Hire me, hire me, um, are missing the point. If I like what you're telling me, if I like the product that you're delivering, I'll hire you. But I'm not going to start the conversation by hiring you, then figure out whether I like your stuff.
0: Exactly. So, so how people can get the most out of their membership is really to read it, understand it, and if you don't understand it, to ask questions, right? Oh, sure. And also share experiences, would you say?
2: Uh, Absolutely. The more uh, people are willing to participate in the group, the better the group will be. Um, For the person who does the sharing, because they'll learn things. And it's good for all the members in the group, for these silent 199,000 people. It really will help them because they're gaining information they didn't have, and they will think well of you for doing it. Right. Right.
0: Exactly. Well, um, do you do they talk about film funding much on there? How to fund their films?
2: Uh, it's it's a very funny thing. I try to limit that part of the conversation. I'll talk about art. I'll talk about production issues. I'll talk about um, the techniques to raise funds. But I will not let people raise funds in the group because. Oh
0: no, I would not that either. Oh,
2: they want it. They want it. Oh, I, they I do. have to, Oh, please. Well, we're filmmakers. <laughs> we all want money. So, you know, fund me, fund me, it's sort of our our way of saying good morning. It's that that's our introduction. So, but I won't I won't allow it. And I'll actually kick people out if they if they ask for money. Um, and I have lost some very good members who just can't help themselves from saying, Look at my my, uh, my GoFundMe site, look at my website where I'm trying to get money. With the number of members I have, even if only a thousand people participate in this conversation, that's a lot of people saying, Look at me, go fund my movie. We'll yes, never yes. we'll never get anything done. So we'll talk about technique we won't allow people to do actual funding um people have asked some good questions like if i were looking for money for my film where would i go that's acceptable that's that's fair that's worthy of a discussion uh and it's a very different post than give me your money
0: yes quite right well, you say, some, you just said something about getting things done in the group. Do you, uh, do you have some goals that you set that you'd like to achieve?
2: Oh, I, 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 I want, <laughs> uh, ideally, you know, at the end of the universe, uh, as they're up there accepting their Academy Award, they're going to say, and I want to thank film and television producers for all the knowledge they gave me. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. So oh just, No,
0: don't give up the faith. That's a that's perfect goal. And I'm sure it'll happen, Norman. I'm sure.
2: I'm not sure I have that many years, Carol. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we try. We the, try. The, uh, I want, I, I really, I love film. And I really like filmmakers. And I love sitting in theaters and looking at good films. And uh, I want to empower people to do that in whatever way I can. And
0: this is a very generous gift for people who are listening. Norman knows more than I would say. Ten people, the, your top ten people on your database, Norman's probably been there, done that, and bought a T-shirt. So uh, <laughs> I'd like you to have you, you Norman.
2: Well, first
0: Um, Tell us how they can find you personally and your group.
2: I'm sorry. Ask that again, Carol.
0: Okay. How can people find you online at realgrok.com and then your information, and how do they find the group?
2: Well, if they want to find me, the easiest way to do this, I have a middle initial C, just the initial C, no name. Uh, And my last name is spelled with an E. It's B-E-R-N-S. There are not that many of me out online. So if you look, and I'm listed in IMDb, it'll be the first thing that pops up. Uh, These groups will probably come in second or third or fourth. Uh, I am sure there is a dentist in Utah by the name of Norman C. Burns, but you'll know if you're looking for a filmmaker, he's not the right one. Um, so I'm easy to find, but groups you have to go to LinkedIn if you want to find the groups. Uh, I can give you the numbers. Uh, I've got I've got a number of groups on LinkedIn that actually everybody should know about. Uh, let me pull this up. All right, from from the main group, it is called Film and Television Professionals. Uh, You have to be extraordinarily wary because there are probably a 100 groups called, with the words, film and television professionals, spelled in every which way, and LinkedIn has made no control. So if I call it film and tele-period professionals, it's a new group. If I call it film and television profs, period, it's a new group. So it's hard to nail the exact group. We're the only one with 200,000 members, so that part becomes easy. If you look under LinkedIn groups, film and television professionals is number, group number 61268. That's their designation for it. I also have two other groups that I'm, I'm building, I'm growing, and the growing part is hard. Film and television jobs. Uh, is a, uh, obviously, it's to find jobs or to post jobs. And we've had a number of posts of people looking for workers and more posts, of course, about workers looking for jobs. But that has over 5,200 members now. And when we get up just around this point, where I think we're at the tipping point, where members will start using the group and start posting in the group and start finding work. And uh, it would Good. be great joy if that happens. And there's also a completely unused, I'm sorry to say, work, workshop and seminars group. It has only a few hundred members. I want to promote workshops. I want to promote seminars. I don't care if they're free or they're paid for. People need that kind of information. Um, yes. So oh, that one is group 5062592. Don't ask, don't ask, Carol. But it's called, <laughs> well, it's called yes, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: A workshop uh, and seminars. Yeah, uh, is that, with an ampersand. The name, ampersand, workshop, all right.
2: Workshops, ampersand, seminars.
0: Okay. Now, um, so the people that join there can talk about their workshops and their seminars. Is that what that's about?
2: A, a, once we hit that tipping point, yes. I want people to. Tell me about their workshops. I want people to promote their workshops. I want people to say, hey, I went to a great workshop. If you can get into it, this is worth attending. We're not there yet. With 378 members, it's hard to get that kind of ongoing dialogue. But we'll get there. We'll go there. When I started the jobs group, we had a few hundred members. So in two years, we've gotten it up to 5,000. We'll keep going.
0: Wow. That's, that's quite a feat. All right. Well, let's go back to someone who doesn't really understand too much about um, how to get the most out of a group. Uh, what type of posts would, you, uh, would one contribute?
2: Uh, information, uh, guidance. Uh, everybody knows something more than someone else. I don't care if they've just started in the business. They took a couple of courses in film school, and they now know more about f-stops than about 98 percent of the people in the group. So explain what you've learned. Explain how this works. Hey, I just did a post on f-stops, and it's really interesting. Come take a look. I want to share this? That's good. Yes. I, I, as, uh, Carol, when I when computers were new, when I got my first computer. I had to figure out how to use it because this was new, as I said. Um, So I started working with it, and I tried to build a machine, and, of course, it didn't work, so I built another one and actually got it to work. And at some point, people started calling. Now, I knew nothing. I really knew nothing. I was calling everyone I knew saying, you plug the blue one into the what? (laughs) And then somebody called me and said, how do I get online? Well, I could answer that, so I answered it, and then, Two of their friends called and said, I understand you can get people online. Within weeks, I was suddenly the most knowledgeable person in my little community, just simply because I was trying to make things work. Everybody has that ability. Everybody knows something that other people don't know, and if they share it, we'll have a much smarter universe of filmmakers. That
0: is exactly what I love about the film industry. Um, I know when I started buying um, raw stock leftover from production, mm. I didn't know anything about film, Norman. And Kodak had that blue book, and in there was a the full description of each product: seventy-two forty-nine, seventy-two fifty, whatever. And <laughs> remember that?
2: Oh, of and course I, I do.
0: Oh, gosh, and I just read. They said, well, what does it do? And I would tell them what the daylight is or what the tungsten was and read out of the book. And uh, that's how I got started. And then when I didn't know stuff, I would call people in the industry and ask, what were probably dumb questions in those days, but they they didn't mind. They sat there and gave me all kinds of info. I took copious notes, and I learned so much about film, mostly from the people in our industry because they are so kind and and they share.
2: Uh, You were were great when uh, I, I was getting my film from you. Um, if there were things I didn't know can I, am I stuck with Kodak stock can I mix it with Agva is, what else is out there um, and you had those answers and when you didn't you knew where to point me to go find the answers this was before the internet was a thing you could actually use um, so it was, it was wonderful because you were the source
0: you know. oh thank you thank you it was You're a welcome. lot of fun <laughs>
2: yeah it is it is
0: Okay, well, let me ask you, what do you think are best practices for interacting with other members? If somebody puts up a post, then how do you respond to that post? Is it okay to say thank you for the information or um, I heard something different? Or how would you respond?
2: The thank you for the information posts um, are terrible. They fill up space. They give you nothing. Um, and they're just a waste. I hate it. Um, the, where do I get more information? Or I disagree with you. It's a wonderful thing to say. Um, does wonders. That is the kind of information that keeps all of this going. The discussion, the real information. Um, it, it, I'm sure many people said, Oh, go see Carol Dean. She sells film. Um, which is, you know, it's a piece of information, but it's not a great deal of information. When people started talking about the stocks you sold and the quantities and the size of the cans, and well, then all of a sudden I had enough information to actually go and get film from you. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs that kind of detail. Oh, yes. and by the way, I, I disagree. <laughs> it's one of the best things you can do in a group because then you're starting a conversation. And if you can, there's a tendency to just make blanket statements. Uh, I filmed in Utah. It's the best place in the world. And nobody says anything. It's wonderful if somebody can say, you know, I did too, and I didn't like it. Here's what my problems were. You then start a dialogue. You get a real conversation. And all of the hangers-on will learn from that, that conversation.
0: Yes, they will. They will, and they'll know who to talk to. Oh, which brings up another question. Is it okay to email other members directly?
2: You won't be able to, um, ah. it, it, at least on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is a very odd beast these days, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, you have no way to to uh, uh, email the members. You can apply, uh, reply to them in the group. You can send a private message, but if you're not connected to them, LinkedIn charges for you to send a message to another member. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um, they have uh, uh, decided that everything will be for sale in their new universe. And so uh, anytime a, an ordinary member wants to contact another member, unless they're linked together, unless they're connected, they will have to pay for that right. I don't know how much it is because when it happened to me and I could not contact the members in my own group, I, oh I really screamed and yelled and kicked, and, and so did every other group owner. And LinkedIn finally reversed their policy. It took a lot of effort.
1: Okay. So I think that Carol's line may have dropped, and she will probably be calling back here any moment now. Norman, can you hear me? Okay.
2: I I hear you fine.
1: Oh, great. Well,
2: now, oh. now that Carol's gone, we can talk about her. Uh, yes. There's so many <laughs> things are.
1: we have to say.
2: <laughs> well, actually, we do. Actually, we do. How yes. did you meet? How did you meet Carol? Uh,
1: well, you know, it's it's really a great story. Um, my mother and Carol were best friends before I was born. Oh. <laughs> Um, yes, and they both had little boys um, around the same time, so Ricky and my brother Bennett uh, played together, and and uh, Carol, her husband, and uh, my mother and, and father all were friends, so we had the opportunity to become a family together, you could say, and then finally... Oh, most definitely. Yes, yes. And then I came along about two years later, and the rest is history. It looks like she is back with us, Norman, so we'll have to continue this conversation later. Uh, Carol, okay. can you hear us okay? Carol, are you back with us now?
2: Whoops. Carol, could you hear me? Well. Don't
1: Oh, I think she can hear us now. Because I thought, well, oh, all right, she's hanging up and calling back because I, I think she just uh, couldn't hear us at first, but uh, so that'll be any moment now. Uh, thank okay. you for hanging in there with this. <laughs> technology oh does have its drawback, but it also uh, most of the time serves us very, very well.
2: I think we forget how new this technology is uh, at this point. Twenty years into the automobile, I think we were still hand cranking our cars to start. So it's, I think we've made great strides. We're just, we haven't arrived yet, but we've made great strides.
1: Wow, so so true. Oh, can you hear us now, Claire?
2: I think that they have
0: me muted. Can you hear me? Oh, I, I can hear you, hear you right now. Yes, you can hear us. Yes, good. All right. Well, this is just part of Mercury Retrograde and all the other things happening right now, so no problem. Okay. I just want to hear more about what posts that you can make to really start a good conversation.
2: Um, when you ask for information and you share information, um this is a good thing, and if people like it, they will uh, they will respond to it. Because we're in an era where uh, everybody everybody gets 300 emails a day, and now text messages, and and it's rather and poked from from Instagram. It's rather outlandish. So if you want to break through the clutter, you've got to do it not by screaming but providing information that people really want to hear and providing it in forgive me for saying this somewhat of a provocative way if you can get people to notice they will react getting them to notice is a very difficult thing
0: give us some examples of that
2: um is it possible to break through uh, oh I'll give you an example of that uh, I found a picture online and I posted it uh, it was a, a somebody's office somewhere that was almost floor to ceiling uh, scripts screenplays uh, and they were stacked up on one it was in the corner stacked up on one side and the window was on the other side and it goes halfway up and then past the window there had to be 5,000 scripts there maybe maybe double that um And I posted that, and I said, is this what's happened to your script? Well, to my great surprise of please, I got lots of responses of people saying, no, no, this cannot be. Uh, Yeah, this is exactly what it is. That's why nobody ever answers when I submit a script. And uh, I had a couple of uh, not agents themselves, but people who used to work for agents, explaining the process of how all those scripts got into that corner and, these weren't the rejects, by the way. These were the scripts that had been accepted. The log line was so good, it was good. the agent was going to read it. It had gotten positive coverage. Everything was perfect. It then goes into that pile, and I am certain someone comes in and takes three scripts off the bottom home for the weekend. But uh, it's a long, difficult, slow process. So if you're provocative, if you share a piece of information that gets people talking, Interested, concerned, but something that affects everybody—you will get a response.
0: Wonderful. That's well. I was. I'm really uh, interested in knowing where this um, reality camera, this whole world where you can see the stars and then the ocean and the uh, everything to your right or your left and above and below you, and where that's Uh-oh. going to go in the future. So I guess that would be a really good conversation on your group.
2: It's a wonderful conversation. At at NAB, uh, virtual reality was everywhere, everywhere. Um, I personally think it's still a bit of a toy, but uh, with incredible potential, incredible potential to tell a story in an immersive way that has never been done before. And that's exciting.
0: Well, you see it coming on slowly or really quick?
2: well, it's been virtual reality has been here for a few years now. It seems to be catching on now. There are problems that haven't been solved. Number one, I have to wear a you know helmet on my in front of my eyes in order to see this so it it's nothing natural or comfortable about it. It's just not. Number two, you're focusing on a tiny screen that's an inch from your eye, so and your brain is taking these images and putting them into a 3D world because you're seeing it in both eyes at slightly different angles. Uh, But you also end up with a horrible headache uh, or really serious nauseousness because you're, you're running through the woods being chased by demons, but you're sitting in a chair, and your brain is trying to process those two very different things. So the end result is you get a little nauseous.
0: So this is for the viewer who could get nauseous. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. absolutely. Every time I've tried it, I get sick. But I love it. And every time I go back <laughs> and every time I get a little less sick. So it's like riding a roller coaster. It really is. You come off of it and you're really dizzy. You really are. You've just been tossed around. Well, getting tossed around in a virtual world is almost the same as getting tossed around in a real world. It's quite amazing. Great. Uh, Yes, go ahead.
0: When when do you see it uh, coming down in price uh, so that it could be affordable to independent filmmakers?
2: It's getting there Uh, soon, I would hope. It's already being done. Uh, Now instead of doing this as a toy, people are gonna build actual films, real stories where the audience can be part of the action. Um I I I oh, I forget which show I was at. I was at one tech show and they had a, a virtual reality set up and I said, Ooh me and I put on the goggles and um it, it was quite wonderful. It was a toy. You get to you know play with things. You ride a race car. You you lasso bad guys on horses. But one of it was to to uh, uh, ride a horse, uh, which uh, galloped very quickly. And I swear I was bouncing in the chair. Um, <laughs> it, um, it then took off. The, my horse could fly. Who knew? Um, and As my horse galloped around the corner and I missed the corner, which is the reason for it, and I pulled back, my horse acted as if it were a real horse and leapt up and leapt and raced forward. Well, all of a sudden I was airborne. I'm on a horse and I'm looking down and I'm getting a queasy stomach from all this movement and I'm I'm hundreds of feet in the air and saying, ah, what do I do now? It's hysterical. I was. Balled up in the chair, trying to get myself comfortable. It is real because you're feeling it and you're seeing it. Oh, how
0: wonderful! How exciting! Well, now is the time for filmmakers to, for pioneers to get jump in, write great stories, go get the equipment. For free get the processing and all the other stuff whatever it takes editing whatever at reduced rates because you will then have a product that the uh, that the source can use as a demo reel and you will be able to get work or be creative in a new field I think this is wonderful
2: absolutely. right absolutely absolutely without question uh, it is it's a brand new field we haven't had this. Um, you know, cinematoscope was just bigger and wider. And, and so those were extensions of the things that we already knew. Yeah. All right. You needed a wider lens. You needed a bigger canvas to paint on. Uh, this is different. This is not, um, it's like being driven in the back seat of a cab to, uh, riding a racehorse or, or driving a race car. Um, You are building something never before seen, never known, and uh, I I would recommend this to everybody, to anybody who wants to look at something that hasn't been done before hasn't been done to death before.
0: Great. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, um, let me ask you, can people make money through posting on groups like LinkedIn Mm -hmm. or improve? I know they can improve their lives and their knowledge, but is there, in the end, any monetary result?
2: There can be. LinkedIn has worked extraordinarily hard to make it impossible for people to make a profit from the groups. Uh, You used to be able to do it. You used to be able to sell products in the group. You used to be able to be quite open about selling. They've stopped it all. They will... uh, They'll flag your message. They'll try to delete it Uh, if you you actively seek any sort of funding. uh, They hate it. They just freak out. Uh, They don't want any – if I post right now that I'm going to do a seminar, I'm going to charge $10, they will flag it and, and put it in the delete this pile rather than let it post. Uh, even in the group called Workshops and Seminars, they flag every workshop and every seminar. Go figure. Oh my gosh. The, the, it's not, they're, they're, they are no longer humans that are doing this. This is their algorithm um, and they want to make all the money and they don't like the groups particularly. Um, that's another discussion. Um, so, But yes, you can. You can point people to places where you are selling things. You can say, go to blah, blah, Uh and then provide them with something, other blah, blah being my favorite place to go. If you provide people with something more than just the thing you're selling, they will actually, if you can get people to take the time to look around, they will consider buying because they now like what they're seeing, uh, presumably. So, yes, you can. It's more indirect. You have to be a little bit sneaky about it. But we've got people promoting seminars and workshops, uh, people who are saying my film is now at blah, blah and can be purchased. I, I let them through because people have to make a living, and I want people to make a living.
0: Yes, I think that's wonderful. I do, and, that, and truly it could be beneficial to your filmmakers.
2: It, it can be. It, it's uh, it, Yeah, sure. Um, if people make a living, they'll go make another movie, and that's a very good thing. Um, Absolutely. You, you have to be uh, careful with how you do this. Um, you cannot hammer people over the head. Um, Jason Brubaker, uh, who's really a, a social media guru who we both know, yes. um, has always worked on the breadcrumb theory. You give people all the information they could possibly eat, except for this last piece. But you've now dealt with them for twelve weeks. You've given them information. You've provided websites. You've provided links. You've given them free books. You say, and the most important thing is to buy this. Well, <laughs> so people are inclined to say, well, oh, look, this, the, the free stuff was really good. I bet the stuff that costs ten bucks is even better and so they do buy you have to have that kind of a system
0: right jason is brilliant at, at marketing oh marketing.
2: he's he is so good at this and if uh, uh folks if you don't know jason brubaker or his site or the material he sells find it uh i mean, I, I promise 98 percent of it is free
0: yes um Great. And,
2: and, and the stuff he sells is absolutely worth it but you can get a whole education out of the free 98% too
0: <laughs> that's good well yeah. let me ask you about uh, LinkedIn uh, how I, I'm really not sure that I've got the best uh, outline a personal out, information on LinkedIn I'm not quite sure What do you do? How much information do you give or don't give to create your LinkedIn
2: profile? You provide information that will – you provide only the information that you want to share. Um, Some people are not very good at this. They explain every job they were fired from and every job that didn't work, and they tell me how (laughs) bad a producer was. Oh, boy, is that not a good thing to do. So you, you pick your highlights. You pick the things that matter the most. Um, and, you know, it's not a resume listing service, so it's not a good way to do it. You can certainly list the jobs that you've worked at, but if you're passionate about describing them, people will care. If you're not passionate, it's hard to care.
0: Okay. Um, all right that sounds really good. Uh now tell me uh I really uh, was so excited to hear about you're producing this uh, John Asher novel, A Dignified uh, Exit. Tell us
2: John about it. John Asher that. John Asher is a is a a Texan, uh Texan. He lives in Austin. Um and he is a wonderful writer. Um he has gotten Terrific reviews. I think all of his books have been published, uh, self-published or published by Amazon. Um, They are not, you won't find them in a bookstore. You'll only find them online as far as I know. But he has a wonderful ear for the way people talk. And he knows how to load those conversations with more meaning than, than what is in the actual words. Uh, I, I read, I read the, the, A Dignified Exit, and I was absolutely, I was astonished, Carol. It is so sweetly written. It is such a difficult subject, and it is handled so well, so well. It's, and it's not that you begin the novel, he explains what's going to happen, so you know exactly what's going to happen, and some things come in the middle. And, and those things, you say, oh, well, that's going to do this. It doesn't matter. He has so captured the reader that you will continue, although you know what's going to happen, you want to share this adventure to get to that point. Um, Maybe a little bit like uh, Titanic. You certainly knew the ship was going to go down, but the movie was absolutely fascinating because of the characters and the way they interacted and how they dealt with this approaching problem that, everybody knew was coming. So yes. it's, uh, I love his stuff. I am so looking forward to seeing this on screen. I really is.
0: Well, and where you're you're shooting in Mexico and Austin.
2: We are, we are. Um, it's a story of a, of an artist who uh, decides to just bunker down in, in Mexico uh, and, and continue to paint. He just wants to paint. Um, So some of the – I could duplicate Mexico in several places, even Santa Fe or parts of Austin, actually. But it is – I want that authentic look. I want something that actually looks and feels like Mexico. And um, I found similar towns and similar locations, but they're almost right. They're just not quite right. And it's just right there. It's right over the border, so – that's the plan. That's the plan. We're going to cross the border. Hope we get our equipment back. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably right. shoot for, for uh, probably uh, three weeks in Mexico and two or three weeks in the States.
0: Oh, this is wonderful. And uh, the well, cast, Any anyone in the cast we would recognize?
2: Well, we're not ready for cast. I've just gotten the script. We're just starting to work with the script. Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing the breakdown now, uh, and then I have to go get funds. As, as strange oh. as it may seem, it costs money to make movies. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. So
0: you're going to do? You're <laughs> gonna be the producer and the executive producer. I, I, I,
2: I, I. Like I said, you do whatever jobs are in front of you. Um, <laughs> if I could afford to... Pay uh, a fundraiser or to bring in an executive producer at a great salary, I would do that, but since I can't, the only option is to do the job
0: absolutely, oh wonderful so um i I just think that sounds like so much fun and uh so it's art it's Austin, Texas, which has uh well there are a lot of rich people in Texas that's good for you, yeah, uh, and a lot of rich artists. Um wonder if uh, the people who have uh, is, this is not a true story so it's not a living artist, right?
2: Uh, that's correct, it's not a true story
0: mm-hmm. So, um, let's see, where else? Well, funding parties in Austin, Texas would be one interesting place to start meeting wealthy people, I guess
2: uh, Thank you, yes, you're absolutely right and I would do that um, we will put together a pitch book. We'll, I'll have my schedule. I'll have my budget. Um, I'll do a business plan, and then I will I will hit the bushes in Texas and see what I can raise there.
0: Oh, you all have such a good time. You know, I'm from Dallas. And I'm a true fourth generation Texan. So the people are really caring and lovely and. You'll probably come back 20 pounds heavier and have a great time.
2: <laughs> well, I, I will come back heavily barbecued, I will tell you that.
0: <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay. But well, it, it, yes. tell us. Tell us. Go ahead.
2: Uh, Austin, as you know, is not like the rest of Texas. It is it is a world unto itself. So, and I I've never it. been there. I'm eager to it's go <gasps> Oh, you're going to
0: have so much fun.
2: Yes, you no will. Kidding. No kidding. The
1: hill country is absolutely beautiful. There's so much to see and so much to do, and the people are just lovely. I'm in Houston, uh, but I, I can tell you it's a joy every time I have an opportunity to go to Austin. Uh,
2: see, that's, that's one of the things I loved about filmmaking from, from the beginning, was you get to live all these lives that you... you never could have imagined if you had a job and you worked in an office. Um, Oh, yes, And and Hmm. you you go to cities where you've never been, you meet people you would never meet because they're not your kind of people. But in this film, they are suddenly. So it's it's the best job in the world.
0: It (laughs) is. It is Norman. Absolutely. Well, um, I tell you, Austin is its own world. Um, They love films. They love documentary films. They love music. And Willie Nelson's right around the corner. Maybe you get to listen to him if you hear. Do you ever listen to Willie's music?
2: I do, of course.
0: Oh, Um, good, um, because um, um, he's so good. I'm a child of the
2: 60s. Of course I do.
0: All right. Well, I went to one of those uh, events that here in California where they had where Willie was playing, and the guy before Willie had like five guitars, Norman, and they were uh, priceless. You could tell the way he handled them and how gentle he was, and he picked each one up with care. And uh, I couldn't tell the difference in the sound. Maybe some people could, but then Willie came on, and his guitar was all scratched up. And nobody could touch him. He was the star of the show. What he can do, and his sister plays the piano, so please, I hope you get to see them while you're there.
2: Oh, I would love to. That would be a wonderful thing. really would.
0: Well, I'm sorry. We have to go back to work here. I promised people I would tell them the difference between uh, executive producer and uh, producer and co-producer. What are they?
2: Okay. Let's start from uh, let we'll start from the top. Uh, and uh, as I say, these all of these uh, fine the, these solid lines are actually easily erasable and interchangeable. Um, I've known executive producers who also work as a grip on the set, so it's everything gets blurred, or it can't. Um, the executive producer is the person theoretically who raises the money. Or more, the person who brings in the money, not raises it, but brings it in. Now, often somebody who, who uh, is going to put a million dollars into your movie wants something more than just uh, a, a whatever the profits may be. So they take an executive producer role. And in essence, they are the executive who's made the production possible. Money has that kind of habit. Uh, So, anyway, that's the executive producer. Most of the time, they are not involved in your show. Uh, There are many exceptions to this. Uh, If you're doing a formal offering, um, you can get an an active participant who is uh, required, actually, by the SEC to be knowledgeable of the industry and actually have an influential role on your film. So. Um, so that's the executive producer below that are, is the producer and uh, there's been an enormous number of people who are called producers on every film, it's it's an embarrassment um, I have seen films that have 25 producers you don't know who it is the producers <laughs> guild has fought about this and argued about it and, and only allows, I forget what it is two or three people who are allowed to go up Uh, for an Academy Award, Uh, they they have no control over who's listed in the film, but they're certainly not going to acknowledge anyone except the key people. People become producers because they actually have the know-how and the wherewithal to control the production, to oversee the big picture of how funds are spent how much is allocated for uh, uh, publicity and promotion, and how much is allocated for uh, the rat party. They can actually work the show to make these elements all work together, and they are the people with the red flags who say, no, 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 you cannot do this. You're going too far. Bring it in. They're going to, in essence, make the show. That's the producer. And there will be normally one or two who actually do the work, and 97 who come for the free lunch. <laughs> the lo- <laughs> they do. They do. They all line up <laughs> as you're eating lunch. They're all in line. Um, <laughs> it's the worst than extras. <sighs> uh,
0: co-producer.
2: Um, co-pro- uh, it's just it's a lower title. Um, it's somebody who's going to have a... a some responsibility, but is under the control, the, the the aegis of the producer. So this can be a co-producer, an assistant producer, an associate producer. Um, I forget, there's lots of other qualifiers on this. And there actually is a ranking, but I, I, I hate it, so I don't pay much attention to it. Um, but anyway, they, they are not the producer, but uh, they work directly For and with the producer Okay Does that explain it?
0: Yes, that's very good But the one thing I personally have still not learned or understand Is the difference between a line producer and a production manager
2: Ah, well, the the line producer They're often the same person You, You do know that Often production manager who does extremely well And has really run a great show Is often given the title of line producer Uh, the the, uh, producer is really worried about loftier things. They're worried about getting this entire show into the can correctly and promoting it properly, and they're thinking about the big picture. The line producer is the guy with his nose to the grindstone who is being run ragged, who is actually doing the actual physical work of making sure this show happens um, making sure the cast is there, resolving issues when your star walks off the set because he or she has been somehow insulted um, or doesn't like lunch. I mean, there's many reasons people stalk off sets in this business. Not that we're prima donnas, but it has been known. To <laughs> <laughs> um, so the line producer is, is literally on the line. They're the person who is responsible for the day-to-day delivery of all of the elements um, constantly. It's a 48-hour-a-day it's a job. It's, it's hard. Below the line producer is the production manager or the unit production manager, um, and they may have various assistants, but the, the, the production manager is the nuts and bolts guy. The production manager has made the budget, the initial budget, which is then raked over the coals by all of the producers and maybe the director, and it gets changed a lot. They're controlling this budget. They've also made the schedule for what's going to be shot, and their job is specifically to keep things on budget and on schedule. Uh, You know after half a day of filming, whether you're going to complete the film on time and on budget or not. You really can tell. Um, if a crew is snapped, really snapping to the job, if the AD is really working at the way the AD should uh, and your set is humming along, your your production manager is a very happy camper and is delivering this on a daily basis. Um Often the same person is the line producer, and often these two can be two people who work very closely together. One sort of has the superior role, but the job is the job.
0: That is excellent. What a great uh, explanation! I sh- I have a clear a, a picture of it now. Thank you so much. Well, Norman, you've been so good to us. We really thank you for all this great information. Now, just one more time, tell us um, how to find you. It's your Real Grok address and, um, your, and your group.
2: Uh, well, Real real Grok is uh, R-E-E-L-G-R-O-K. Um, if you don't know where the word grok comes from, uh, it's from Robert Heinlein, a Stranger in a Strange Land, and do yourself a big favor and read the book. It's one of the really great science fiction books of, the, of, of our time. And if you don't know what real is, um, you shouldn't be listening to this anyway.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: um, so that's, that's real grok. and there are files and forms and stuff there. The site is in a bit of disrepair, I'm sorry to say, but we are going to rebuild it. Film and Television Professionals is on LinkedIn. It's the only one that has just a hair under 200,000 members. And if you look through the groups, it is group number 61268, which maybe the easiest way to find it. Uh, we also have a jobs group where people can find work or find workers, 2578276. And we also have a group for workshops and seminars. Five zero six two five nine two. But if you shoot me an email and ask, I'll be happy to send you the URLs.
0: And that's Norman C. Burns
2: at... At, at w- one word, Norman C. Burns, no periods. Uh, Burns is spelled with an E at gmail.com.
0: Great, great, got it. All right, Norman, well, perhaps you will come back and tell us in a few months... About your experiences in Austin. Let us hear firsthand. I, w-
2: I will definitely do that. Carol, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I always love chatting with you. Claire, thank you.
0: Uh, thank yes. you so much. Okay. Good luck, Norman.
2: Thank you very much, and to you too. And I, I, I hope to get out to California soon and see you.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Thanks a lot. Okay. You're welcome.
1: successful crowdfunding how to ask for music rights and what insurance you can't shoot without available on amazon under carol dean and at fromtheheartproductions.com